Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome in to another edition of Red and Blue Smoke. I am your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as he always does each and every week, Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market. Greg, good morning. Another successful week in Oxford for you with the Rebels winning another home game and uh, getting into the bye week 5-1. and one. Can't beat that, right? Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be pretty, but we, as long as we had one more point than Arkansas, I think we're good heading into the break. So, yeah, we uh, got a bye week and get some people healthy, and who knows with this run uh, what the Rebs can do. You got to give the Hogs credit. Could have just lied down and taken it, fought hard. Um, K.J. Jefferson did some K.J. Jefferson things. Um, but the defense, man, it was, it was a uh, – it was a clinic outside yeah. of uh, some tackling. They held the Hogs' rushing game. I, I think her rush, I think they were under three yards per carry, maybe maybe less than that. And then KJ was pretty pedestrian. He had a couple touchdowns, but they were, you know, you know, they kind of dink and dunk the whole way down the field. I, I know people are still angry about the tackling and, um, you know, some little things here and there, but it's just another week when the defense – had to get a stop and they got multiple stops. Yeah. I mean, I, the big thing for me was uh, whenever we came out of halftime and they got the three and out on, on our offense and the kind of game slowed down, uh, that's when I kind of got real nervous. I was hoping that we'd take, you know, take the ball, drive it down the field and be up 24 seven and kind of, you know, put the dagger in them. But whenever we got that quick three and out, I kind of felt, you know, uh, something weird was about to start happening, but you know, a lot of character in that for that in that defense to come up with that stop at the end, and you know, it does uh, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you have a couple more points than the other team. So um, I, I know they didn't cover the spread, but it's uh, it was a good win. <laughs> yeah, I um, 
for me, I, I was at the game and, and a buddy asked me, he said, Hey, are you, you know, I, I think it was 20, maybe 2017, 2013. I can't remember. Arkansas took the lead late. I think it was like third quarter. I don't think it was in the fourth. And a buddy asked me, you know, hey, are you are you starting to get worried here? Like, well, how are you feeling about this game? And I was like, you know what? Like, weirdly, I don't. Um, I felt like the offense was in control. And even with Arkansas getting some stops or turning Ole Miss over on downs, um, it never felt like Ole Miss was out of reach. It, it never felt like the game was getting away from them. And I don't know if that maybe has a lot to do with Arkansas and their limitations offensively. I think it also has a lot to do with the defense. They were getting after KJ Jefferson. They had five sacks. They had some tackles for loss. They, I feel like the D line's getting better with each week. How do you feel about the front seven? I feel like they're improving uh, and kind of getting more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I think strictly Lane goes for it on that fourth down, and he doesn't. If he doesn't get it, he trusts that defense and uh, get, get him a stop. Uh, bold play, you know, right there at the, you know, half. I mean, right there at the half. You didn't get nervous at all when we got stuff right there. No, I, because like I, I thought that the play calling was very conservative because Dart was banged up. He got hurt on like the second or third play, but I just Arkansas didn't do a ton that really scared me as I was watching the game. Like they had to really earn those those scoring drives. Like they oh, were having, sure. you know, putting I together. Think, some... I think that's why he went for it on fourth down because he trusts the defense would get a stop. And yeah, uh, but yeah, it's stuff like that that uh, just makes Lane Kiffin Lane Kiffin. I mean, you look at it here. I'm I'm looking at the the drive chart. Um, so touchdown drives for Arkansas, 15, or excuse me, scoring drives for Arkansas, 15 plays. Then you've got 11 plays, 10 plays, six plays. Yeah. So they had the one six play drive that that was when they went up 2017. And then Ole Miss answers 12 play, 75 yard drive in just over five minutes. So I, that and, and that also tells me like Ole Miss wasn't going like super up tempo. So I think Kiffin realized, hey, let's just get the lead back and turn it uh, turn it over to Pete Golding and in the defense and 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 we'll be all right. Like that yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's just kind of that was kind of my read, like body language and just the way he was acting and the way the play calling, like the game flow. I, I don't think he ever doubted for a second Ole Miss was winning that game. No, no, for sure. I agree with it. I just, you know, it's always never easy with the, uh, being a Red fan. <laughs> well, in Arkansas, too. I mean, the, the scars are the, – the scabs have been picked at for years. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I kind of felt – I kind of felt for KJ Jefferson. He he didn't have a ton of weapons. Um, you know, Rocket Sanders still isn't 100%. Um, and then no no Luke Haas at tight end hurt him. But – um. You know, Sam Pittman. They do have a, do have a Tesla, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, um, they had a couple guys step up and make some plays for him. Um, a couple, I guess, quasi. You know, they they kind of you know put him at tight end. You know, kind of what Ole Miss did last year with with Jonathan Mingo and like the H back. Um, 
But yeah, Ty Washington had a big, big game, seven catches, 90 yards, two scores. Andrew Armstrong, um, eight catches, 86 yards. So, um, it'll be it interesting was a, to see where that Arkansas team goes after that loss. Yeah, man, it's, I, I feel like it's about to really snowball for Sam Pittman. And I, you know, I hate it, hate it for him. I like Sam Pittman. I, I think he, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a perfect guy for the SEC. Like his his style and and just his his whole vibe. I I dig. Like I I feel it like definitely he would... gives off some. Uh, he gives some Matt Luke vibes for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's the <laughs> offensive the offensive line part of it. But like, he seems like a dude that I would want to like run into at a hotel bar and hang out for like three hours. Like he he just I... seems like a like a good hang. But man, they just get no breaks. I mean, they had well, LSU. They've been on the road three weeks, three weeks in a row. So that's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. They got they. You lose at home by seven to BYU in a weird one. Then you lose at LSU, neutral side A and M at Ole Miss. Now you go at Bama. Then you come back home for Mississippi State. Then you go at Florida, back home Auburn. I mean. I, I don't know where the wins are going to come uh, are, are going to come from. I mean, maybe Mississippi State in a couple weeks. Um, I is this team winning in the swamp? I don't think so. I mean, maybe Auburn because Auburn might be worse than Arkansas on offense. But ugh, it's a tough schedule. It's a tough way to to enter into October. Yeah, I think the Reds are in a good spot. You know, you got to win on against Auburn on the road, but you know, surely you can handle it. Uh, Vandy at home, but that A and M game is going to be a, a a big one too, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think? Halfway point. You know, what's your report card for Ole Miss right now? Five and one, two and one in the SEC. You got the tiebreaker with LSU. Um. So as far as you know, aspirations to win the West. You're going to need Alabama to trip up. But what's your, like I said, the top of the show, someone offered you five and one at the halfway mark. You're taking oh, for it. sure. I would definitely take it. Definitely take it because, you know, you have that two lane team that's coming off a of sugar bowl. Um, you didn't know what kind of Georgia tech team you were going to get. And, uh, you know, so uh, then you had an, an, an Arkansas team coming at home after, after LSU, so it's you know kind of a tough little schedule, but yes, you absolutely. I'll take five and one absolutely right now. I think you know just at the start of the year, everybody had their doubts with the offensive line. You know, it's just um, you know it's almost, they don't have any preseason games, so I mean they're competing against each other and everything like that. So uh, you know, whenever you actually get in the competition and everything, you know, you find out where your weak spots are and. You know, obviously, Ole Miss's offensive line at the start of the year was a weak spot. But you look at the last two weeks, I mean, they've definitely come together and coming into a bye week. And you got to, you know, give the offensive line credit because everybody, you know, micro, you know, scopes everything that's wrong with everybody. But, you know, the defense was kind of sketchy at first. But, you know, you were saying the defensive line has, has come on strong. I have to agree. You know, they're flying around. I think there was a toss sweep where we there was literally like six guys that tackled the guy. I was like, man, it's, you know, it's a good, you know, uh, collective core of the, with the defense. So with the open week this week, get some guys healthy. I mean, who knows 
this run can go really good and you can, you know, have a big game with A&M and then, you know, say you squeak that game out and have a showdown with uh, Georgia, you know, and it just kind of make it as the SEC championship game for you because uh, I don't know if Alabama's going to slip up. You know, Milton looked really good last week, but, uh, you know, it's crazy how, you know, the college game goes. So you always got to play the game and who knows what happens. Winning on the road at Auburn is always difficult. It's not been kind to Ole Miss over the years, but I just a quick preview here before we hit the break and, and get into our grub talk, but this is probably as good a chance as Ole Miss has had in recent years. Um, they had a really good shot a couple of years ago and Matt Corral got hurt. Um, but this Auburn team is not good. Uh, defensively, they have some players um, I think that that's one thing they can kind of hang their hat on is that they've got some some guys that can defend and, and get after the quarterback, but offensively they're just bad. Um, I'm I'm really intrigued to to see how Ole Miss looks after the bye. You have to think they're going to be much healthier. They're going to be really really chomping at the bit to get a piece of Hugh Freeze. Not that any of these players on this team know Hugh Freeze or anything like that, but you know Kiffin's had this one circled for a while. I love that horse reference, a little chomping at the bit. I like that. <laughs> I uh, just Yeah, you guys, you got to see it's a big game. I mean, both of them. I mean, I'm pretty sure Hugh Freeze circled this game also. So, Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a big game. So you just, you know, um, I think the bye week's definitely going to help. We'll probably come out a little slow you know, the first quarter, but um, once we get into the rhythm of the game, I just feel like we're just a better team. We should somehow, some way, get a win. It's, it's going to be like just like Arkansas. If you can somehow, some way, you know, bend but don't break, you know, towards the end of the game and just have the ball last, um, you know, uh, you know, who knows? But you know, it, it really stings now because I really feel like we shouldn't have beat the beat Alabama uh, a couple weeks ago. But you can't worry about that. You know, you got to control your own destiny and. Who knows? Maybe Alabama might slip up. It's a tough conference, and uh, it's hard to win away. So all you got to do is take care of your own business. And I just think you get, go to Auburn and take handle business and, uh, you know, move on to the next game. You know, you got Vanderbilt and then the big game, uh, two-game stretch with uh, A&M and Georgia. So you just got to take it one game at a time and control your own destiny. Yeah, I for me, I, I think this is where you typically see where defense and run game. Those are the two things that people always say travel. So what's it going to look like next Saturday? In my opinion, it'll be a desperate Auburn team. I think they're going to be coming off a loss to LSU. I think LSU waxes them this weekend. We'll we'll get into that in picks. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a desperate Hugh Freeze, a desperate Auburn that is just going to be scratching and clawing at anything to get a win. But, yeah, how you know, Quinshawn Judkins going back home to Auburn, a school that that never offered you. They didn't think you were good enough. You went to Ole Miss. Now you get to go back home, and uh, you have a chance to to perform and you know in front of your friends and family. Uh, the defense, Pete Golding. You know, I think they've gotten better just about every week. They've got dudes that are looking more and more comfortable in that scheme. You know that those two things right there travel, um, and then we kind of. Buried the lead here, Greg, but probably outside of Jackson Dart and the, the defense as a whole, probably the MVP the last couple of weeks has been Ulysses Bentley. Um, really been a difference maker. So I think he's a uh, 
a guy to keep an eye on in that game where he can be a change of pace and 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 really stretch the field and and stress Auburn defensively. Yeah, whenever he can break tackles and get out in the open and, and uh, show his little shiftiness, it definitely frees up Judkins up the middle also. But, you know, I like him on those screen passes uh, whenever they did back-to-back against LSU. I mean, I like putting him out there because uh, speed kills, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk some grub, and uh, we'll get Greg's thoughts on, uh, in my opinion, probably – Outside of the holiday season, when it comes to food, probably one of my favorite times. So hang tight. Quick word from the sponsors, and we'll be right back. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 953-8449 and get your free quote today. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in Northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. And we are back here on Red and Blue Smoke. Second segment here, talking grub like we do every week. All right, Greg, I uh, I told you earlier today, I went for went for a little bike ride earlier this morning to get the... Uh, get the old bones stretched out and uh, get the endorphins going, get the day started a little chilly had to, uh, had to, had to bust out some sleeves. Um, you know, nice little breeze riding, riding around. Um, so it's getting cold. It's not quite, it's not quite furnace weather down here in the basement. Uh, I haven't, haven't turned that one on yet, but, uh, but what's, uh, you know, what's your go-to like comfort, cold weather meal um you know sitting I mean, at home yeah, sitting at tough. home you know you, you're gonna watch you you know watch some football or you watch a movie or you know whatever whatever what, what have you 
what what's what, what's like your your easiest go-to meal when it's cold uh i mean that's it's, it's definitely going to be in a crock pot or a dutch oven uh that's for sure yeah because uh, I, yeah, I can can go you know i can feed myself multiple times when it depends on how hungry i am but i mean i'm a chili guy i like chili in the, in the crock pot um um I mean, rotel, rotel cheese. I mean, I don't know, man. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that you can do, uh, but that chili is is probably my best. And then, of course, I do that pot roast. I'm a real big fan of that short rib. Get like three short ribs, and then get like a, a chuck roast, and uh, put three uh, and season them together. I mean, I'll go ahead and give my secret out. I mean, because you can probably find the secret on uh, on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, but. Uh, Dr. Pepper is my secret on the pot roast. I'm a big Dr. Pepper guy when it comes to pot roast. So I just, uh, do like three or four short ribs, take, uh, cut up some good chuck roast, uh, season it with some steak seasoning and, uh, pepperoncini juice, Dr. Pepper. And, uh, man, you know, just go do that overnight. And then when you get first thing in the morning, just go ahead and cut up your potatoes, throw it off the oven there and kind of warm them up. And cause sometimes the, potatoes get too soft and you got kind of a a mush i like the you know where you can pick the beef up and throw yeah. some potato on too so um but yeah p- potato and carrots are as as you as you go but um uh, i'm more of a meat and bread uh kind of guy well not not so much I'm trying to stay off the carbs but yes uh pot roast is a good uh good uh good standby and also like you know that mexican soup is really good like with the beans and stuff oh yeah some, uh i think chicken thighs i think that's a really good uh thing that you can because you can make a batch of cornbread with either uh any of that pot roast i think we did a um a mexican cornbread waffle and then put the pot Ooh. roast on top of the mexican cornbread waffle and then put cheese sauce on top of the uh oh, yeah pot roast so i love that if you have a waffle maker which i'm pretty sure most married men uh do because that's something on the uh what kind of list what's it called the bridal list oh, like uh, a registry yeah the registry <laughs> like, so take advantage of that waffle man so well i just i love my waffle uh at the continental breakfast i get every morning that's great you know i've been uh, chopping up some bananas i've been doing some blueberry waffles and stuff like that so but yeah one time we made you know just standard cornbread mix just dump it off in the waffle maker and make a, a homemade uh, cornbread waffle and put that top and put the either that Mexican uh, bean dip or I mean the Mexican soup or you know the beans something like that or that pot roast on top of it. it it'd be mm-hmm. good. It'd be a nice little little meal to have. Man, I love making waffles. Um, I don't do it as often now because with with my kids. You know, timing is of the essence, Greg. So I, I I throw those bad boys in the toaster. They don't know the difference. Um, but yeah, it that that's that's like a you can get super creative with waffle maker because I mean, pretty much anything if it's in a batter, you can throw it on there. So, um, yeah, man, that sounds delicious. That's that's a that's a move right there. Do some kind of you know cornbread waffle with your chili. Ooh um which you can almost do like you can do a pot roast sandwich with that cornbread uh, oh yeah waffle just kind of uh break it in half and put a little pot roast on top of it and then just you know i'm all about eating with a fork 
Yeah, you know that I think about that a lot too. Like I back in the day I I would defend people um who would get boneless wings because I would tell, you know, hey, some people just don't want to get dirty. And that's fine. Yeah. Like what you like. Some people just don't want to do the whole wing experience where you need the wet naps and you got to you know get up you know <laughs> get up from the table to go wash your hands when you're done. Um you know, some people are like that with like big sandwiches um, or like uh, I had a um, burrito over the weekend from uh, old, uh, old Wiggly's in Oxford. Um, there weren't many options. How, and how, was, how was that? It, I thought it was great. I love a yeah. California burrito with the fries and everything. Um, and I will say this is contrary to the topic that we're discussing here. It was a well-wrapped burrito. It held, it it had some, it had some umph to it. Had some gumption, like it didn't fall apart. Um, like sometimes burrito, you know, they just they just it just gets it becomes a mess, and then you just have to have yeah. a fork and you you got to. But but anyway, um, see, yeah, sometimes... I would go walking. I would do walking taco route. That's what I would do. Yeah, do. see, man, that's that that's hard to beat too. Um, I love, I love a good walking taco. Throw that in a Doritos bag. What what flavor Dorito are you going if you're doing that? Oh, I was talking about you can do different stuff. Like you can do a Lay's potato chip with some pulled pork and barbecue and like coleslaw. Okay. Now that sounds good. Um, oh, like if you did if you did like salt and vinegar chips, you get a little like vinegar. Yeah. Like a okay. You can do a, a salt and vinegar with a, a chick pulled chicken and buffalo sauce and ranch, and kind of do like a, a buffalo chicken ranch uh, walking taco. Yeah, yeah see, I'm I love a Miss, that. I'm a Miss Vicky's kind of guy. I like Miss Vicky's. I do like a good kettle. I do kettle cooked chip. Um, it's not yeah, always um, it's not always my go to, but I like it. Yeah, you can go a lot of different. But if you're doing the um, if you're doing straight up like taco style with the lettuce, tomato, you know, red, mm-hmm. uh, well, I would say Dorito Nacho would probably be the best one for that. I'm a big uh, spicy sweet chili Dorito guy. The purple bag. What about sun chips? Do you like any sun oh. chip walking sun chips? Dog. Now you're talking my language. I love I think a lemon garden pepper salsa chicken with, with that onion, uh, with that French onion. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big garden salsa, but I do like the harvest cheddar too. Yeah, we're I'm heading down to uh, Venice this weekend. I got to take a little care package, and I always take, put those Sun Chips and Miss Vicky's in there. That's for man, sure. I'm glad you brought that up, man. Sun Chips are slept on. They're good. I love a I good a, Sun I, Chip. I had a friend that didn't even know about the uh, spicy gar- or the uh, the uh, the salsa. Dang. See? Yeah, right. We gotta let people know about sun chips, man. Or maybe we don't, so we we can just keep we can just keep them to ourselves. Well, there's a, always a box that has a multiple pack. My mom always gets it because we always try to have chips as an option. But yeah. there's a box that has multi pack. You know what, my but I, I love I, I love that French onion. We got to figure something out. Maybe a chicken bacon ranch with that. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I like that. Here we are we- sitting about talking about chips. <laughs> <laughs> you could do like a casserole and like smash up those chips and put them on top a little crust man you can fall into a dark hole in instagram about <laughs> uh, cooking and stuff i had this one that i watched that she literally put the cake batter on top of everything and she's like don't mix it 
And, uh, oh man, it was, I mean, I shouldn't have, uh, I shouldn't have clicked on follow her. I, I totally forgot what her name was, but she had some, she had some banging desserts and I really don't like desserts. Yeah. I, I, I really gotta be in the mood for a dessert or if it's like a special occasion, like a birthday. Yeah, like banana or... pudding. I love banana pudding. Like, cause especially if you can make your own pudding, pudding and everything, but I love a, a good pudding. All right, so I do have to ask. I don't know if it's controversial. Maybe it is because people have strong opinions about food. But what's your what's your vibe on white chili? Do you do you practice the art of white chili, or do you stick with just regular classic red yeah. chili chili powder? Yeah, I mean, my mom try, uh, likes a chicken chili um, that she makes me do sometimes, uh, but I've never done the white chili sauce. But is that not that's not mayonnaise based, is it? No, I mean, so it's like you know, you like some hatch green chilies, white beans, you typically with shredded chicken. Um, I, I, I like both. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stick my nose up to regular chili, but yeah, I mean, I, you, you know, onion, garlic. You do. I like to do with uh, cumin, onion powder, oregano, and then maybe a little chipotle in there just for like a little, i bet, I bet that heat. uh chicken in the uh chicken in the garden would be really good with that uh with that I, dude i i love white chili like i my mom used to make it and uh and i'm a big fan of it like i i tip my kids love pretty much anything but like they we can do anything with chicken and, and they'll eat it and like I'm about to get old... on my mom. I'm about to get on my mom. She she'll <laughs> uh, she'll whip us up some white chili. I'll have to see yeah, what dude. it's all about. Sounds and really like, good. And do my oldest like loves soup, like anything with like any soup or like broth. Like he loves ramen. Um, so like he's all about like finishing like whatever we make, and then like he likes to drink the broth or you know whatever. Um, but yeah, man, a good. Temp's getting down into like the 40s now. Man, I love a good chili night. It's tough to beat. I might do that for for my chili cook-off that me and some uh some dads are doing in the neighborhood. I think I might I might switch it up and do a white chili. Are you gonna do a beans or no beans? Oh, I love beans. I gotta do beans, man. I don't understand why people wouldn't like beans in their chili. I don't is, it, know. is it because like they make you pass gas or something? Is that what like, <laughs> dude? I don't it's like that's just an old tale. Like, come on, you have to have beans in your chili. That's yeah. I I'm I'm big on that. I mean, if anything, it's just more protein. But yeah, I mean, like for for the white chili, you know, like a Great Northern or like a canna lily. Oh man, yeah. Um, it's it's and yeah, and then maybe do a little white corn in there too. Woo! And then yeah, you just shred that chicken up, throw it in, and just yeah, man, you crock pot that, and it's you can't beat it, man. That's like we talked about that. I think last week where like. Any time, any type of crockpot meal, you get up in the morning, you get it all knocked out, you put it on low for like six to seven hours, and then it's ready. Big fan of anything in the crockpot, I promise you that. Yeah. All right. Final break here, and then we'll get into week seven as uh, another fun week in the SEC. I'm excited. Um, I don't know about you. I love a good bye week. Now it's probably probably different for me because I don't have to work, but also there's no stress. You just kick back and watch, man. You just kick back and enjoy the games. 
Um, so let's get into that slate in the SEC, but we'll do it on the other side of this final break. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Final segment here on Red and Blue Smoke with Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market. Before we get into week seven, I do want to remind you, like I said on the other side, bye week, laid back. You might want to do a you know big spread for games. You don't have to travel. You don't have to you know get to the Grove. You don't have to worry about logistics when watching the Ole Miss Rebels. So maybe you want to fire up some food. Maybe you want to get the grill going because, man, it's perfect right now to grill outside. Go over and see oh. Greg. Go over and see him. 2008 University Avenue across from Kroger. He'll get you some steaks, get you some burgers, get you some sausage, all of that. Greg, I'm sure y'all got some stuff working uh, right now that y'all are whipping up. What you got on the menu and what's the uh, plate lunch situation this weekend look like? So uh, I just got done doing a bunch of burgers. We just got done doing a bunch of ribeye sausage, spicy ribeye sausage, made a duck burger. Made that smoky bacon burger. Uh, I, I man, I'm a big fan of that smoky bacon burger. And just it's just kind of has a good flavor. It's nice and uh, flavorful. But the duck is very. Uh, don't sleep on the duck burger because if you want to have a really good taco, I suggest you get that duck burger. It's perfect for uh, making tacos. It's real lean and fatty. It's kind of like a mixture of both. So, um, but yeah, I just got done making some Swayze sausage. I think uh, 50 pounds of Swayze. So hopefully we can go through that in a day or two. So, uh, but no, with that being said, yeah, we got plenty of sausages. I'm going to do the lane train. Mama said, don't run out of lane trains. So definitely won't run out of the lane trains. And then also Wednesday and Sunday, we do lane trains two for 20. So that's always a good deal. So we'll vacuum seal them up or however you need be if you're traveling or whatnot. But uh, yeah, as far as lunch, uh, just kind of do it, keeping it simple. We do the, Philly cheesesteak on Friday, uh, Thursday. I think we're going to do a pulled chicken, um, a smoky bacon burger. And, uh, I don't know. We'll think of something, but, uh, hopefully I can get to making some mac and cheese on Friday. Uh, but all the sides are pretty basic. We just do the either sun chips or miss Vicky's chips or potato salad, baked beans. So you get a choice of two of them, but 
yeah, it's a pretty good, easy lunch. You pick it up and, you know, in and out in no time. And, you know, who knows, you might come across a steak that you can't, you know, to, uh, you know, resist and take a steak home and uh, just enjoy yourself this weekend on open on open week. All right. Speaking of the open week, other SEC programs will be on the field this Saturday. Let's get into it early. CBS is doing their double dip this week, Greg, 11 a.m. <laughs> just getting the snoozer out of the way. Number one, Georgia at Vandy. Man, what in the world are, are we doing here? 31 and a half points. I, it, I, there's zero chance that I'm touching this because Georgia may just not even care, but there's no chance Vandy covers this, right? What? Why would Georgia even play like first string players? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> Just, yeah, it's just, kind of embarrassing, you know. I, I don't just know, do a man. just I'm, do a do a two quarterback system with the second and third string guys, and just you know may, maybe you let Carson Beck have like two drives and get up fourteen nothing, and then pull him. But I, I mean, wouldn't. I wouldn't even let Brock Bowers travel if I'm being honest. Oh yeah, we just put him in a hoodie and put him on the side, <laughs> dude. There's no chance yeah. I'm playing him more than two drives in this game. Yeah. No, and it's tough because I mean, you know, nothing against Vanderbilt, but I mean, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad whenever you're thinking about sitting out your players uh, because the other team's so bad. Yeah, dude, there's no chance. Um, yeah, again, I'm not touching it with real money, but yeah, I'd lay the points. I, this has got to be something like a 42-10 game, um, which I guess would be uh, you know, just to cover, but it, it might be 49 to. Six. I mean, I, the, Vanderbilt has no shot. Yeah, it's just you feel bad for Vandy, but you know, um, do they really need to have a football program? <laughs> I, I I've been saying it for years. They screwed up. They had their chance. You got to go get a guy that runs the option. I don't know if you can get Troy Calhoun anymore. He's been at Air Force forever, and he's got them rolling again. But I feel like that's what you got to do at Vandy. You can't recruit the high-level athletes that everybody in the SEC can. You just got to do something that makes life miserable for people one week out of the year and just <laughs> just take your chances. Man, brutal. All right. Arkansas at Alabama, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Man, this is a, a tough spot for Arkansas. Like you said earlier, they've been on the road forever, and Alabama seems to kind of – be figuring things out. If you're an Ole Miss fan, you'd love for Sam Pittman and the boys to show up and hand them an L, but I don't see it happening. Alabama's a 20-point favorite. This is another game I'm not touching. I mean, Arkansas could get squirrely, and KJ could could have a day and, and make some plays, but Alabama wins comfortably, right? For sure. I, I just I think Alabama's uh, just got – too much momentum. I mean, you know, Milton had a really good game last week, and, you know, that went on the road that can definitely springboard a team. So, who knows? But, yeah, I just – I think Arkansas is just out of gas, and uh, uh, it, sh it should be rough, and it should be early and often probably. Yeah. Just uh, – Maybe a backdoor cover, maybe, but no. Could I be. Mean, like could be. Just, I mean, the only way is kind of how Arkansas did with Ole Miss, you know, just kind of – slow the game down and but it's just man i just don't think that works against alabama yeah i a&m had that game last week i i finally got around to watching highlights because i was 
in Oxford, so I wasn't able to watch the full game. Um, but man, they had an opportunity to get that win and they just could not get it done. Jimbo just stuck his nose in that offensive huddle a couple times and just couldn't do it. Yeah, it's a tough loss for him. But I mean, still gonna be a big game if we if Ole Miss can run the table, but uh it's still gonna be a tough game to win, even if uh we did run the table. All right. Speaking of those Aggies, two thirty CBS. Second half of that double dip in Knoxville. This is kind of two desperate teams here, Greg. You've got Tennessee, who had that bad loss to Florida, but they 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 really need this one. Um, they beat South Carolina two weeks ago. Um, kind of a hapless game for the Gamecocks. I was shocked that they didn't show up any better than they did. Um, but we'll we'll get into that later. But A and M's now four and two. They have really no room for error now with that fan base, that that administration, as much as they're paying Jimbo and Bobby Petrino and everything. I've gone back and forth on this one. I, I want to hear your thoughts. Part of me thinks Tennessee gets it done at home. They're only given three and a half, but AM is nasty up front and Max Johnson's not terrible. They've got the skill guys to challenge Tennessee. I, I feel like Tennessee kind of ekes this one out, but Man, gonna be close. Yeah, I'm gonna go Tennessee at home. I just feel like they're a different team, kind of like Ole Miss when they play at home. I mean, this is a team yeah. that beat Alabama at home, and uh, they I just they play different on, on at home. So I mean, I know they got uh, they got stomped in, uh, against Florida, but I just feel like they're a different team at home. And I, like, who knows if Texas A&M did beat Alabama, what this game would be like? But um, I just feel like. You know, maybe a little uh, air out of the balloon at in at Texas A&M after that loss, and who knows? It's going to be uh, be a big character game for Texas A&M because you got to you know yep. don't have an open week. You don't have Vandy the next week. You have to go to tennis at Tennessee. So, um, with that being said, I just think somehow uh, Tennessee gets it done. Yeah, they're pretty tough at Neyland, and you know it's two thirty kick, so it'll eventually be under the lights and. Um, and that place that place gets rocking and it can it can get a little squirrely for an away team if they can't handle it. All right. Um speaking of the Gamecocks that we said we'd get to 230 SEC network, they host the Florida Gators. And man, this is a big time spot for both programs here as Florida just got absolutely dragged by Kentucky a couple weeks ago. They beat a hapless Vandy team at home, um, and South Carolina's coming off a bye here. I like the Gamecocks at home. We talk about Tennessee being tough. Man, it's it's hard to go into Williams-Brice and get a win. I I, th- I don't I still don't think Florida's very good. Um, and, and I think if, if Dow Loggins can just get out of the way and just let Spencer Rattler do his thing, I'll, I'd lay the points here. It's only... It's only two. I, I like the Gamecocks to win and win comfortably at home. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Just I, I, these home teams uh, play differently whenever they play home. Obviously, you know South Carolina's two losses are you know are not at home, and they did beat State at home. But uh, with that being said, just they're a different team when they play, and who knows? It it, it might be a blowout, might be a good game, but uh, I know CPS is hoping it's a good game. Yeah. All right. ESPN, 6 o'clock, Auburn at LSU. LSU pulled that one out of the fire last week at Missouri. 
man and covered covered. yeah i know there were some people that were upset about that when they had mizzou but man i feel like this is a spot where lsu runs it up on them right for sure yeah i mean if if it i know lsu's defense is bad but if anything i don't think auburn can score and keep up with lsu yeah it's you think the overs will play here and it's a seven to three uh ball game at halftime uh, <laughs> yeah, the, um, the total's at 61 yeah just you just gotta i think Texas, uh, lsu's gonna just rake them up like you said uh i i, I like lsu a lot um but you know who knows um auburn's a good team uh on the or is it at auburn it is in Baton Rouge. It is in Tiger uh, Stadium at night. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, LSU at home for sure, no matter how many points it is. I say I'm laying the points. It's 11. Um, I just I think Jaden Daniels is going to have a day. I know Auburn's got a good defense, but at some point in Baton Rouge, something's got to give, and they can really, really stress you with with that offense. And Logan Diggs is getting going in the run game. And Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas are a handful for people. So I, I I think that LSU wins this one comfortably. So that's a good jersey uh combo ma- uh, matchup. Yeah, because uh you have to think that LSU will be wearing the the whites yeah. and then Auburn will have the navy on. So yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good matchup. do they do they have a name for this game? I was asking David Brandt this on Tuesday. Um because I know like Auburn would do like they would light up cigars and stuff, I guess. So it's not the cigar game or cigar bowl. I guess people call it the Tiger Bowl. Um, I thought I thought Alabama did the cigars. So is Auburn that did the cigars? I feel like they've they've done like victory cigars before. So on the Wikipedia, it's showing ninety nine Tuberville. Um, they blew out LSU forty one seven, and then uh, after the game. Uh, they uh smoke cigars on the field, oh, and wow. then in two thousand one, um, the game was re uh was originally scheduled for September fifteenth, but then it was moved from nine eleven, so they moved it to December, and um, in this one LSU won, and then LSU mocked Auburn by smoking cigars in the stadium, so then um. So this, this is the cigar bowl? Uh, maybe. It might be. Um, but, yeah, I, d- d- maybe LSU smokes cigars. Maybe they don't. I mean, I know Joe Burrow did some cigars back in the day. But, yeah, I, man. Yeah, he's I, got some cold pictures of himself. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that that's a pretty good pick of him with the cigar. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it really matters. I think LSU dominates this one. Um, yeah, Jaden Daniels is awesome. I like him. Yeah, that dude's a that dude's a stud. Um, all right, last one here, six thirty, SEC Network. Two teams coming off their first loss: Missouri at Kentucky. Seems like a trend here this week, Greg, where we're just kind of leaning on the home teams to get it done. I'm kind of in that same boat here. I think Kentucky. They're only giving two and a half, but I like the Wildcats at K. Roger Field. They're pretty tough there. It's not a super crazy raucous venue to play in but they kind of have an identity and i like for them to rebound off of that shellacking against georgia last week yeah it would be awesome to go to keeneland and bet some horses and then uh go to the uk uh game that night that would be a fun uh, saturday night 
Um, yeah, I think the Kentucky just uh, gets they get get it done at home. Like they're a bit different team. You know, everybody seems like they're a different team when they, um, you know, they play at home. You gotta, you know, take the uh the sur- the show on the road and uh and get some road wins, and that's the sign of a better team. You know, you look at Alabama going on the road. That's it's a big win, but. Um, you know, uh, next week with uh, the bye week coming up, you know, Ole Miss going to be fresh, and they got to get that, you know, uh, road win next week. So I like Kentucky this week at home. It's tough to win on the road in the SEC, um, no matter what the year is. So, um, all right, that'll do it for week seven across the league, and we will be back next week talking Auburn, getting ready as the Rebs are on a bye this week, and we'll look to move to 6-1 and one on the Plains. So for Greg over there, I'm Zach. This has been another edition of Red and Blue Smoke. We appreciate y'all tuning in. As always, stay locked in at omaspirit.com. We will have all of the news and notes during the bye week, getting you ready for Auburn next week. Also, be sure, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff on the Talk of Champions podcast network wherever you get your podcasts. And also, hit us up on uh, on the old YouTube. Find the channel, OM Spirit. Subscribe. Hit the bell to get the notifications when we have new podcasts come up. And, uh, and of course, smash that like button. So, until next week, Greg, as always, it was a pleasure, and we'll talk then. Yes, sir. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.